0: Centuries, we've been warned about little green men.
1: Now, they are coming. They are coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. android, android.
0: We are live. It is Thursday, March 5th, 2015. This is Attack of the Androids, episode 150. Welcome again. Joining me tonight, I have Nick Carroll. What's going on, Nick?
2: Hey, not much. Uh, Glad to be back.
0: Nice to have you on your little Chromebook there, mini podcast machine. Uh, Okay, and we also have Shane Brady returning. Welcome back, Shane. Hey guys, uh, that's the first time I heard
1: the new theme song. The, oh, you haven't heard that yet. I usually, honestly, I, I usually skip ahead when my I listen, I my download because I don't like listening to theme songs. But uh, come on, man, it's that, catchy. All that, that hard work that, it, for nothing. It, it
0: sounds good. We're one of the few podcasts
2: that actually have a uh, a theme song, so it sets us apart a little bit.
0: That's right. It sets us above the rest, I think. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to kick this off talking about? Uh, Shane, you—you know—I have something. I have something I want to talk about. Shane, you seem to have a love affair with the Galaxy S Six, and I think we really need to uh, dig in and explore this because it's disturbing. Okay.
1: so so um, I have not been. I've not the only Samsung phone I ever bought was a Samsung Galaxy S Two on T-Mobile because. It was subsidized back when I was in that racket of buying subsidized phones. Ever since then, now, I've had a Galaxy Nexus, a Nexus 4, uh, a Moto X, a Nexus 5, a Moto X 2014, and the, my current driver, which is a OnePlus One. I may have even forgotten a phone in there. And other than the Nexus 5, which consistently, for me, gives me really good photos, everything, every other phone I have... Gives me bad photos, sure. and I don't know what it is. Like I took a picture today in bright sunlight with the OnePlus One; it looked good. Uh, you guys may have seen it my Google+ Plus It the black and white picture. Google+ Plus did all the, you know, did all the mojo. But that only happens in very good lights. So sure. if, so, I, and even though I, I'm not like a big camera person, I'm finding now you know, with everything that's going on, there are just times I want to be able to take a picture and I can't with the OnePlus One. I was trying to take a picture of my Moto X so I could sell it on, can I say Swappa? I'll say Swappa. Um, And I couldn't get the focus all the time on the screen, so it was blurry. I'm like, I finally gave up and went over to use my Nexus 5, which snapped it, took a picture, and that's what I've been using. But I've had this issue with the both Moto X's, uh, with the OnePlus One Plus uh, One. Nexus 4 was okay. The ne- Galaxy Nexus was bad, and the Nexus 5 is good. And I hear mixed things about the Nexus 6. And I'm just frustrated with with these phones. And the Nexus 6, if I can ne- first first thing, it's never in stock. Okay, even if I wanted to buy it, I can't ever get it. Um, I will not. I will only. I will not. Uh, will not buy a subsidized phone anymore. So, and Samsung's phones were looking like garbage for so long. They announced this Galaxy S6, and one. I think everybody. Everybody looks at it and says, "This looks good." Especially the Galaxy Edge. People seem to think, like the way that looks. It looks so good that they accuse it of being an iPhone ripoff. That's how good it looks.
0: And we, we've never heard that before. So I, I understand that why it would catch your attention. <laughs> So let me real quick. Let me just ask you, why were you even looking at the Nexus 6 if you didn't like the Moto X 2014?
1: Um, well, because the Nexus. I, I, when I say looking at it, um, it has gotten better reports than the Nexus than the the 2000, the Moto X for for camera pictures. Uh, is that is that a is a?
0: Yeah, it's a Moto X
1: 2014. Yeah, so it's gotten better reviews than that. And the Nexus 5 takes really good pictures. I put it up against iPhones, and it takes good pictures. It's fast. It focuses really well. Um, So I just assumed they would take the same camera and put it in the Nexus 6. I don't know if that's the case. No,
2: it's it's completely different. Like, I've got the Nexus 5 as well, and I actually like the camera as well. I've used it for some of my videos on my YouTube channel for either unboxings or some videos where I'm against a wall or, or using it in motion... So the uh, thing about this, the Nexus 5, it's an 8-megapixel camera, and it's got optical image stabilization. The Nexus 6 does as well, but it's like a 13-megapixel camera. It's very similar to the, uh, the Note 4, I believe, in terms of specifications. But uh, there are some mixed reviews with regard to the camera quality on the Nexus 6, but overall it's pretty good from what I've seen. Um, but it, it's a better sensor than what's in the Moto X. They're very similar Sony Exmor. Model uh, camera sensors, but the one in the Nexus 6 is a little bit newer, a little bit higher quality than what the Moto X 2014 has.
1: So if, but if I want to buy the Nexus 6, I can't find it. Yeah, um, the one you
2: want, but the S6. Samsung traditionally has pretty good cameras on their smartphones.
1: Right. The Note 4 got really good reviews on the camera, right? Everybody yeah. likes the camera on the Note 4. Everybody yeah, likes the screen of the Note 4. The Note 4 screen is like the best screen you can buy on a, on a phone today.
2: Yeah, my wife has a Note 4, and she loves it. And I've seen some of the pictures that she's taken on Facebook. It looks pretty good.
1: Yeah. And so I've seen they, and there are plenty of websites taking side-by-side shots of iPhone, Samsung 6, and in, in low light. And they are not like going through what you normally do, which is take 50 photos and take the two best ones. You know, these are relatively good things. And it's a 5. Point, it's a 5.1 inch phone. I love the OnePlus One, but you know, maybe, um, but I could, but I would be fine with the 5.1. It's got the huge screen. Uh, it looks good. It's got the great camera. It has spent what uh, it goes up to 128 gigs uh storage. It has special uh, RAM, has special SD. You know, I mean, it's like DDR4 RAM. It's got yeah. super fast SD card. Thing's a beast. I mean, this it is like the most powerful phone I think you can buy right now. Okay.
2: Yeah, you, yeah. a Samsung's Exynos processor as well, and they're they're uh, they've been improving that line of CPUs uh, for a while. I
1: bet I bet the the faster disk and memory will be will will. Um, Will make a bigger difference. Things will just fly. Yeah. And now they bought Loop Pay, right? Plus, they also have a fingerprint sensor, which now supposedly works like, the, you know, just press the button. And now they have Loop Pay, which is going to be rebranded as Samsung's, Samsung. By the way, I just want to say, as far as I'm concerned, Loop Pay has been out since 2013. If anybody has the right to the blank pay, it's Samsung who bought Loop Pay, who was there first, but when I, anyway. Loop Pay and the MTS technology. Allegedly, let you use it on a regular credit card swipe machine. Okay, so you don't need to go to terminals that are NFC. A regular credit card terminal, you put your phone near it, it picks up the phone, and it treats it like a card swipe. How, okay, so this, how does that work?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm really confused because I originally I'm thinking that you swipe your phone, which would make it makes total sense to me. But if you don't have a if you don't have an NFC uh, pay
1: terminal how are you how's
0: it picking up on the phone
1: right, so this, it's called mts technology it does something with the magnetic fields simulate your credit card next to the swiper that picks it up and registers as a card swipe oh. yeah you're yeah you
2: don't you like register each of your card with it somehow you, can you... register
1: your cards uh just like any of these other pr- pr- uh, these other uh, payment systems um it, it does that one-time-only token, so they can't ever get your credit card. And while I've never been I've never been liable for all the time my credit cards have been stolen, you know, I've had to redo everything three times, I think, in the last three years when some other company loses my credit card information and, they, and the bank says, well, we're just going to issue a new number. And I don't know about you, but I've run everything through a credit card, so I don't have to think about it. So I'm thinking great display, great camera... Um, I was charging for both standards both there standards, are... that's
2: a first, yeah
1: super, f- super fast cash, super fast RAM Um, and then all I have to do is figure out if I can handle touch widths, which for all intents and purposes, or what I'm hearing has been tamped down well, I, even if you don't want to
0: I mean, but, couldn't you just download the Google Now launcher and call it a day?
1: Right, so, so, so the notification panel will look a little differently, some of things a little differently, but here's the thing, all right? I switched between a OnePlus One running KitKat and an XS5 running Lollipop because I use the same launcher, because I live in all the same apps. I barely even noticed the difference. You know, it's not a driving factor that I'm... Or I don't, it's not a noticeable factor that I'm a Lollipop and, oh, i got to go back down to KitKat. Because some of the apps... Are you know are being are being updated? Yeah,
0: and you're and using you're all that. Yeah. You're out. We're we're done. You cannot tell me that you that you're happy that you went down down a level in Android uh, operating system. No, we're done. Uh, by Nick. I mean by Shane. It's just Nick. No,
1: here. but it's not that I'm happy that I'm, I'm on KitKat. It's that so many of the things that I like or that I use work the same on both. Okay, and I don't think enough stuff takes advantage of Lollipop yet. There are, there are a lot of things about lo- I think Lollipop looks better, um, and, you know, I guess I won't, if, I go, if I go down the Samsung, Samsung 6 route, I won't get the full Lollipop experience. But if all my apps are better, I have secure payment, it's really, can I, can I stay in touch with? And I think being able to take good pictures more consistently because I love taking pictures of the animals outside or animals in the house, and then Google Plus doing its magic and getting this really awesome picture. And I feel I can't do that with the OnePlus One. I couldn't do it with the Moto X 2014, which I sold. Um, I only could do it with the Nexus 5. And I, I'm actually, I love the OnePlus One because it's huge. The battery lasts forever, right? Right. Um, I'm actually thinking I'm going to switch my phones and my daily drive will be my Nexus 5 and my, my OnePlus One will be my uh, night phone. Um, you know, and I just... I cannot believe that I was this tempted by the Samsung Galaxy S6 with the, the past performance, but I looked at all the pros and cons and there's just... There's not many cons that get in the way of the things I want to do with the phone. And I feel... Like, all the Samsung cruft that will be on there, I'll be able to remove it, hide it. And if I got a 120-gig phone, I'll never even know it's there. So, yeah, I'm kind of coming hard for this, the Galaxy S6 because um, uh, I don't want to be morbid, but I want to be able to take more pictures of our animals, you know. Uh, they're not always going to be around here. And uh, You know, that picture, if you guys look at my Google Plus feed, um, you'll see that black-white and picture, which I think is people really like the picture. I want to be able to do that more often than I just happened to take the picture at the right angle, the phone was lucky enough to focus properly, and I got the shot. And Samsung cares about cameras. I mean, there's no denying that. Um, so I am really tempted by it. And I know I've been a Nexus fan, but I can't buy it. I literally cannot buy the Nexus. Like, it's never in stock.
2: Well, you want the oh, yeah. 64 gig version, right? I think 32 gig is more available, but a lot of people really want that 64 gig version. I've got a friend that wants that, and he couldn't get it for like two, three months, and he just happened to luckily catch it at a moment we could get that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just I can't I can't wait around, and I think the camera and the screen are going to be, frankly, there's going to be better on the Galaxy S6. I mean, the, yeah. the Note, I mean I'm tempted to get a Note 4, and I don't know if I'm going to get the edge or the regular version. Probably yeah. Probably get the the edge. But hmm. I I think, I think I'm gonna get the 128 gig Edge, Ooh. and that phone that's gonna be a beast. And I'm probably a, I mean, luckily it seems to be easier and easier to sell things than it was a while before. I've had good luck selling phones recently. Hmm. So so you're but, going for the S6 Edge. The S6 Edge is what you want to go for. I think so. I think so. But but I mean I haven't seen the prices yet. I mean if it's like two or three hundred dollars more. No, I mean it has to, to be reasonable. But the question I have for you, Eric, um, is, are you as hot for the Nvidia Shield Nexus or Android TV device as I am for the S6?
0: Oh God, you just made my heart flutter. I think um, I am. I am so excited about this device. We we totally have to talk about it. It was it was announced at was it at GDC or was it at um, Mobile World Congress that it was announced.
2: Well, it's GDC. coincided with mobile. Okay. No. It no, no go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I was going to say it coincides with Mobile World Congress, but I didn't catch exactly which uh, was it announced from. So, I mean, I know they announced it. What was it? A uh, Tuesday. Uh, so, last yesterday,
1: wasn't it?
2: Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember. It was announced at a certain time. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm interested in it as well. Like, I've not been interested in the Android TV platform, but this particular... This is
1: Android TV. Yeah,
2: this particular iteration of it with all the extra features is pretty attractive. And I don't have a Shield tablet like uh, Eric does, but I'm actually very tempted to get the actual Shield tablet, tablet, the 8-inch tablet, as a replacement for my original Nexus 7 tablet because I still use a tablet here and there, particularly for you know late night reading, etc. But in addition to that, getting this Android TV iteration with all of Nvidia's features on it, that that's very tempting to me.
0: Well, let's take a look at it. So I have it screen shared here. Um, so as you can see, this little this little thin sliver here that is the Nvidia Shield. Uh, yeah, console. even that looks
2: sexy. That looks good. If you look at the Android. T V box, even though it's not really a box, you know, it's a hockey pack, it doesn't really look that interesting. This looks really good.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um I though if you read a lot of reviews, they they refer to it as ugly, and I, I'm not sure why. Um, the yeah, they this is this oh. in itself, like the actual yeah, that,
1: concept. That, that's code for it, not apple. Yeah, uh, well that's true. <laughs> I, think I, that, have to agree
0: I think it's 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 kind of though, this looks like It has that, what do you call it, uh, alienware type feel. It looks
1: exactly like you expect an NVIDIA product to look like.
0: Yeah, or
2: or Razer, same deal. It's going to be green and mostly black and semi-neon, and it's going to look like you could kill someone with it, but you're going to want to buy it and watch media on it and play games.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about the um, about the device. So it's going to have uh, it's going to be able to um, to do 720p or not 720p. Good God! Uh, it'll be able to do 4K video. Um, a, it has a the new Tigra X1 processor, um, which uh, supposedly uh, can do twice as much as the K1 chip, which is in the tablet. Uh, what were you saying, uh, Shane? Oh it's a beast.
1: The X1 ship is a beast.
0: Yeah, I and it it's uh let's see here I'm trying to find I have these specs up. Uh one thing I will say that is kind of irritating is that if you go to the Nvidia website. I went there and I'm like, "You know what? I want to look at the specs of this thing because it it looks pretty cool." They make you sit through a video before you can actually like do anything. Uh, you have to like sit through like this this like space age video talking about the gaming frontier. So it, it's kind of weak. Is is that audio coming through?
1: Your audio is.
2: Yeah, your audio is. Weak. We can't hear anything else.
0: You don't hear anything else. Okay, good. Um yeah, cuz it's playing right now as I'm trying to go through the specs. Um one thing though that I I was a little disappointed on was that um the the actual remote like the TV, uh, the TV-style remote is going to be an accessory. You don't get it with the console. You get the, like the video game remote. That's weird because you don't know, like with it.
2: Yeah, because like with the Android TV, you get the reverse. You get the remote with it by default, and the controller and you have to buy extra. So yeah, it is kind of weird. <laughs> or you just compromise them both. You just realize you're going to buy whatever accessory, you just buy it anyways. Whatever that accessory may be.
1: I actually don't know, what is, this is Asus, I guess this is for my TV, I don't know what this is
2: even for. Is shirt, shirt on screen? It looks like a, is that a MOGA Pro or something like that? I can't tell. It
1: no, it's a game controller, I think it's for my Android TV. What did I get? A Nexus player, is that what
0: they used to Yeah, that's the Nexus player, yeah. uh, I recognized it. Um, okay. Which I sorry love. guys. I went to this website, to, to the NVIDIA website, and that that audio just completely overtook. I could not hear you. I couldn't hear anything. Oh, I think it was causing
1: some, some dis- uh, interference on the uh, rest of the audio. So. Fucking
0: hell. See, yeah, FU NVIDIA. Like, that's not cool. Um, But we got to where we're going. So Tigra X1 processor, 256-core Maxwell GPU with 3 gigabytes of RAM. Like... This thing, yeah. this thing looks awesome, and I'm looking at it not even from necessarily the video game side of things. Yeah. But if I put Plex on here, this thing's gonna be able to transcode anything I throw at it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I, I actually, okay, so I'm actually looking forward to it for for everything. Well, not okay, not the online gaming because I don't have a connection. I'll handle it. But I run Linux on my workstation now. I ditched OS 10. I have Steam on here. I often now stream games from my tricked-out gaming PC to my office when I just want to play here and not you know, bother my wife the other side of the house. And it runs pretty good, right? I have a, I, have a, I don't know, a i7 4 gigahertz uh, processor, 16 gigs of RAM, or maybe 32, and a um, 970 NVIDIA video card. Right, so I can trans, I can play any game. It streams over a gigabit network. I play it on my Linux de- desktop, which has its own driver issues, so it's not perfect. I imagine streaming games, uh, dying light, to this console is going to be awesome. Like it will be just as good as I'm on my machine. Like the those type of games should play really well. I didn't and- catch.
2: I didn't catch whether or not there's like an Ethernet port on the back. Do either of you guys know?
0: Yeah, there's gigabit Um, Ethernet, uh, HDMI 2. There are two USB 3, um, a micro USB 2, uh, and a micro uh, micro SD slot. All uh, device.
1: And it's all to me the $200 price tag steal. Yeah, steal. I mean the the Nexus TV is what 100 bucks plus 50 for the remote.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you if you take into account that all these companies are you know just killing us with the price of these remote controls, like 50 bucks for a gaming remote. Yeah, sure, you can say it's a steal because you take out the price of the remote and it's only $149. I still think it's a little too expensive for most people. They're going to look at it and say, I would, like, what is this getting me? I could just I... spend maybe $100 more and get a get an Xbox One or something like that or get a Wii U or, you know.
1: Um, well, the... Because I've looked at PS4s, I mean, you you get in at about three fifty to four. I mean, three hundred to four hundred. If you wanted everything, you, you'd be you'd be. Uh, you, you're, this is gonna be one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper than the cheapest Xbox or cheapest PS4. Definitely the cheapest Xbox you can get. Yeah. So one hundred fifty dollars, that's significant. My, but the way it's pricing is. Um, is if you want something better than Apple TV slash Nexus Player that's at 99, that's going to get you. I don't want to say console quality games because we don't know, right? Yeah. But console quality power, for like another 100 bucks. And,
0: well, I, and if you have a good computer already, it will give you the. It will give you that level. Like it supports. Um, I think they call it like Shadow Play or. Yeah. Um, if I remember right. That's so it, it supports that. Uh, oh, yeah. GameStream, NVIDIA GameStream.
1: Yeah, yeah, I use GameStream. That's what I was talking about. I, I stream games from my, my, my uh, gaming PC to my workstation, which is running Linux, which has unoptimized oh, drivers.
0: Oh, I was confused.
1: Yeah, I, I, I play uh, Dying Light, uh, SimCity, all those type of games. Uh, when, when I'm like, I don't want to describe how my house is laid out, but <laughs> I, I, disturb, I disturb things less sometimes if I stay in my office late at night. Um, I think this is going to be great for game streaming. And I think, you you know, maybe this maybe this will also be a spot where the games that cost 10 to $15 can go, where you're not going to get those games on the Xbox, right? Those games are going to be more expensive. Um, there's a lot of those indie games. I mean, I know, we, did we, I think the Ouya, didn't we talk about this with the Ouya? Um, the Ouya. <laughs> which I still have. I, I don't think I could swap in that. Um. Uh, I just think that this. You um, know, you don't know if it's gonna take off or not. But the thing is, it works really well with Steam, and I think that's that's yeah. gonna be pretty cool.
0: Um, I'm really excited about this. Uh, but I the excitement doesn't necessarily translate to viability. Um, I right. think that Nvidia has created a really like one, one of the other criticisms I did, un, did not understand what people were criticizing that there's been so many shield things come out but I, I feel like they're building a brand and they're building a brand yeah. which which to me, having used the tablet is, you know high quality you know, powerful Yeah, that
2: that's uh, like complaining about Apple and all those eye items they want to sell, big deal I mean, that's a brand, that's what they're going to do you know
1: what are they going to call it the envy? I mean, like uh, they're <laughs> gonna call it something, right? The it's N- tablet. The yeah. DVD, it's gonna be the Nvidia tablet, right? But all these things. All these things are—they're not distinct. I don't They are distinct products, but they all have a common theme. I can stream games to this thing too, like the the, the, the portable. I mean, yes. it, it. You know, you can stream games from GameStream to it as well. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I don't like it because I don't like. Uh, <laughs> it's a little small, but um, you know. The same with the tablet. You hook you hook a uh, controller up to it, put up against the wall, and you can you can stream your games from your PC to it.
2: Yeah, I mean see, I, yeah, see I look at it in a good way. Like people complain about touchwiz and all these features they could add it onto these kind of phones and they, they kind of detract from it. But in this case, Nvidia is still giving you essentially stock Android or stock Android TV and they're throwing all this stuff on it that are just the application, the game streaming technology, et cetera, plus they're giving you features in terms of hardware. So it's not like they're bloating up this, you know, the, what they're selling you. They're giving you these features still on stock Android. Yeah, because they don't really...
1: Ca- You're muted, Eric. Um, but I'll always say... They don't care about the Android experience as much as long as they can get their. Or they don't care about the Android UI experience as long as their apps are on there, and that's all they care. Yeah. Do.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And but by doing so, they can get Android updates as quickly as anything else. Like the Shield Tablet got Lollipop sooner than most other devices out there. So.
1: Yeah. And, well, and because I mean, we'd we say they spent all their time customizing the Android underlying parts of Android to work with the hardware don't work with the X1 the K1 that's all they care about um, and so you do get a very stock experience and uh, i think it worked. i i had the shield the shield tablet i wanted to love it but it had a bug where if it turned off you couldn't turn it if the screen went off you couldn't turn it back on and i'm oh, wow. i'm so i'm so sick of of uh, android tablets it's i've considered buying iPads i mean it's that bad um but I so i been I like my shield portable for what you know what it is I, I got it when it was ninety nine bucks so it's hard to complain um, it does a pretty good job uh, I really Android TV love Android TV uh, I think they found, I think they were right to do Chromecast and then, then do Chromecast on steroids and now we have Chromecast on steroids on steroids which is just an Nvidia thing um, I think it's I'm really looking forward to it and. Again, if you don't do a lot of game streaming um, or, you know, online games, maybe you wouldn't get as much out of it, but I'm looking forward to just plopping this up on, you know, whatever big TV in my house and playing my, my games on my large screen TVs.
0: Sort of coming with this, uh, it was announced that, um, NVIDIA announced that they're going to uh, bring Doom 3, um, BFG edition, I believe, and Crisis to the NVIDIA Shield Um TV. Uh, I don't know that they said it's going to come to the tablet, but uh, it's definitely coming to their um, like their their little uh, ecosystem that they've set up.
2: If it's going to be something streamed through grid, then it should be playable via via tablet. But if you're talking about locally, like it be played locally yep. on the tablet. Now that on the uh, device, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I uh, I can't remember if I played Doom three or not. But it'd be pretty
2: cool, yeah I did back back when it came out. <laughs> it was okay
1: i I think this is this is
0: just another part of the value proposition that Nvidia brings um, they're they're doing lots of cool partnerships, partnering with with uh, with valve, bringing all the half lives they're doing all the telltale games um, like i they're they are staying true to their to their base, which is bringing you know which is gaming it's it's the gamers but at the same time uh, they're making quality devices maybe not shane's maybe they're selling shane the crap but for every for everybody else uh they're you know they're they have pretty decent devices what number
1: tablet are you on
0: i'm on number two um i don't know what happened there that was odd um but i blame you i blame you shane brady the warranty process was smooth as. Shane P. Brady, if you're gonna call me out. Um, yes,
2: Mr. P. Shane P. Brady, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, um, you know, let's stick with let's stick with this sort of theme. Um, Mobile World Congress, uh, the HTC Vive was announced. Did you guys see this?
1: Yeah, I've uh, only seen I, pictures of it. Go on. Yeah. What? You think it looks crazy?
2: I think it looks crazy. <laughs>
1: I don't care if it's a great three D experience.
2: That's true. And this is a prototype really at this point. It's not like they're it's not like you can just walk into Best Buy and buy what they're selling right now. So, um,
1: I wanna see what this 3D stuff is like. Like I've messed around a little bit with Google Cardboard, which for twenty bucks is kind of amazing. Um, but I don't you know, people market oh it looks stupid and all that. I don't think it looks stupid. The only thing I question about VR this VR stuff is how you play a game when you can't see the keyboard or your mouse and you're kind of like a distant, distant, Like, it's going to take some re engineering of how games work for people to be able to play them. I mean, at least the games I play where, you know, I'm a keyboard and a mouse gamer, but mm. I have a bunch of different buttons. Maybe mm. for people who are more console oriented, it'll, it'll be cool. But I, 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 you know, you can sometimes do the cheesy 3D where you, it'll put. Well, uh, the Nvidia cards will do stereoscopic imaging, and you put these glasses on, and it's like a th- if it's supported in the game, it's like a 3D experience. It'll make you a little sick and give you a headache. Um, these are obviously much more advanced than that, because uh, they don't. They don't. I, you know, I don't care how good they are, as long as it works. I will play it in the privacy of my home. It's not something you're going to go out in public and do, I guess. Maybe I, don't I would
0: expect not. You couldn't be able to see anything. Maybe on a
2: plane, okay. On a plane, that would um, be fun to watch as an outsider. Oh, look what they're doing! Yeah.
0: To, uh, so to your what you talked about, uh, Shane, with like getting sick. This is you know this this uh, project is it's um, it's a joint thing between HTC and um, Valve, um, and Gabe Newell, um, in his talk at GDC. Uh, made a pretty bold claim, which is he said zero percent of people will get nauseous from using this device. Um,
1: uh, I, I, I don't, that, I don't doubt that. And the reason, the reason why these things can give you eye strain and all that is because it's not really, it's not, They're often not really 3D. Like when you when they do the red blue shift or they do the polarization, it's not. You know, your eyes are getting both information. You know, you, what they're doing is they control the entire thing you see with your eyes, and so all they have to do is simulate what you actually like how your eyes work in real life. So I mean, if you you know if you open close your eyes, you see the, you can see how the picture shifts, right? If they can simulate that, then your brain will treat. I, I don't see why it would make you sick, since your eyes are not getting each individual eye would not be getting like conflicting information. In the background. Each it's I was not always just that. Like if yeah. you look
0: at, so you see here. I'm going to scroll down just a little bit. Um, this is a great video, by the way. You should go in the show notes and watch the Fandroid um, mind blowing <laughs> demo video. It's uh, it's quite hilarious. Um, but if you if you look down here, this these little things these are sensors. So what they what they had in the demo room was. My understanding, sort of like when you when you see motion sensing um, for like a video game or something, how the the actors have these little balls attached to them, which you know they act as points that the computer can identify when it's doing its simulations. Um, they had something like that on the walls, and the one of the big reasons why this is supposed to prevent you from getting sick is because these little sensors are tracking something. There's no disconnect between I move my head to the top right of the screen and there's a bunch of lag. Like supposedly this can perfectly track your your head, which doesn't give you these like sickening um, you know feelings of like dizziness or whatever.
2: Yeah. Dude. I was gonna say there are various. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, you, uh, you go ahead. Nate.
2: Okay. I was gonna say yeah, there are different things you look at. With regard to eliminating motion sickness, you want to make sure that, like, the refresh rate is, is high enough, like 90 or 120 frames per second, kind of in that that range. You want, you know, the higher the better. You want to make sure that the resolution is high enough to where you're not looking at a bunch of pixels, essentially. You need, you know, high pixel density. and You need that low latency to where, like, when you move one direction or another, there's not this delay in what you see. And so that's what this tends to address uh, with those sensors, at least to some extent. I don't know about some of the other things like refresh rate or resolution. I haven't looked into that part of it yet.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm not one of the people who gets motion sick. You know, like some people if they feel they're moving or they can't... What is it? If you see you're moving but you don't feel it or... I, I don't know. I don't get motion sick so I don't know what it, what it is. Um, but those sensors probably help with that too so that you're not... Again, wh- which is it? did you see something move but you don't feel moving? That makes you sick? Or do you move... And you don't see something move. I don't, I don't understand motion. That that may be
2: part of it. That lack of synchronicity between what you're seeing and doing is part of it. That's my understanding, of, and that's where that delay comes in. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. I've never been car sick or, or air sick or anything like that, so I don't, I don't know what it's like. But um, if you the if, if, right. So if if you keep all that stuff, um, but I, I think I, I think in a uh, gaming though, it's like. There's no real motion, though, right? I mean, your, your, body's, your whole body's not moving.
0: How, how... Well, think about a first-person shooter. You're, you're moving your head. You're trying to look, peek around corners. Um, or you're in Skyrim, and you're just trying to... Like, things you would normally use the mouse for to sort of get a view. You're trying to spot the dragon in the sky. Um, like, that's where I feel like you're going to get a lot of that disconnect. Like, these yeah. are the games that this is made for. Yeah,
2: some of the games that sort of ablate that issue are like you're in a cockpit or in your you're in the seat of a car and you look around. That's a little bit better because as you're sitting or whatever, you know, you have essentially the framework that's that's roughly in place and you're looking around. Is I don't know. To me, that would be less of an impact than if you're just free running around, you know, so...
0: But I think the, at the very uh, least you're gonna have your neck is gonna hurt. I mean, look at these things. Sweet Jesus! Like it had, it's got the head, it's got over the head strap. It's got side straps. Like it, it looks like an alien has latched onto your face and is. <laughs> like,
1: that's everybody. the price you have to pay.
2: I'm sorry, no, that's
1: <laughs> Right, but if I could actually be running through the streets uh, uh, in dying light with the zombies chasing me, I don't, I, I don't care what the uh, what the headset looks like.
0: Uh, for the most part, I agree. I, that just that looks way more uncomfortable than something like the Avagant Glyph that we've talked about, uh, which they showed off their, um, you know pretty close to uh, production version of the Avagant Glyph at Mobile World Congress, and that looks a lot more comfortable than this.
1: Well, I, I would say uh, you, people may have to try different units because I know earbuds are very popular, but I can't find any that fit my ears. You may it may take a few devices. You find something that really fits your head. I mean, if you're like me with a large Irish head, um, you know, so all these may be a, a tough uh, a tough squeeze.
0: Yeah, I I understand. Uh, you know,
1: I this I is definitely a, what's that? I didn't mean to insult salty Irish.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, hey, us us Polacks have pretty large heads too, so it's fine. Um, <clears throat> Uh, This is definitely going to be the year of these headsets. Um, I'm trying to think if it was the Vive or possibly Morpheus. Um, One of these companies announced that they're going to have, like they put a stake in the ground, they are going to have their headset available for Christmas 2015. So this is going to be the year where we start seeing a huge push uh, towards this type of technology. Um, And uh, I, I think that... It's just going to be, you know, maybe a little bit of what you said, Shane. Um, whatever fits you best. Um, but also, you know, I think a lot of these things are going to die off. It's going to be the the competition between this, between Morpheus, between Oculus. Uh, it's going to be a crazy
1: Brett, year. Everybody's just turning water, right, until Apple announces their VR headset.
0: Yep, it's coming
1: <laughs> right after the car and the TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: they're going to be waiting a while, so... You know, might as well get something now. Well, you know, realistically, the two things you can... Well, I guess three things you can get now. One is cardboard that Shane and a few others <laughs> have picked up. And, you know, you can still buy the Oculus dev kit, for example, or Samsung's little Gear VR option. so...
1: I think what I'm not impressed with, and everybody else is blown away, and that's HoloLens. Um, because... I have Google Glass, and we talked, I just last time we talked about, okay, the Google Glass is actually really good at not not um, uh, augmented reality, but just you know, getting information. In Actually, maybe we're not, it, when you're driving, it's much easier to look up your directions than it is to constantly look at your wrist to, when you're driving, because you know what? You actually yeah. have your arms on the way. Yeah. So I think Google Glass is actually great for that type of stuff: walking, taking pictures, taking a walking tour, that type of stuff. I like the VR stuff because I want to be totally immersed. Okay, I, I want to be killing zombies. Uh, I want to be in, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition, maybe a baseball game. I want, you know, I want to be in the game, right? I'm not impressed by seeing blocks on my desk, right? I mean. I, I know Minecraft. People, I know I'm too old to be into Minecraft, right? But um, but I augmented reality that you can't leave the house. Like so, basically, it's it's not augmented reality. It's an augmented house. Your house augmented or your apartment augmented. You know, it's not something you can go out in the real world. You're not gonna see. You're not gonna see magical things coming out of the ground as you walk in the park, right? It's meant to be. Are you telling
0: me I'm not gonna be able to capture Pokemon as I'm walking through the park with my Hololens?
1: Now that's now that heavy drugs. So to me, and the idea that uh, you guys are probably too uh, uh, Eric, you're probably too young to remember this movie called Disclosure, uh, starring. uh, It had this awful scene where he's in a VR system trying to find files, right? And it's like these, t- it, it's 1991 graphics. It looks terrible. But the idea that people are going to put on VR helmets to search through files, all right, is ridiculous. You know?
2: Yeah, three, three movies that stick out to me that remind me of that is Jurassic Park, the first one, Hackers, and uh, yeah, what was
1: the, the other
2: one? Yeah, and the Lawnmower Man. Anyway, sorry. That's, yeah. Now I'm depressed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, Hololens kind of sits to this to me in no man's land. Either be very unobtrusive, which is what Google Glass is—just a few notifications, flick up, in and out. We're totally immersive, but not this. Well, we're going to put a hole in your desk or you can see blocks, or you're going to virtually walk through a filing system. That you know, or oh, so an electrician can walk you through changing an outlet. Okay. you are crushing
2: my dreams, Shane. You're crushing my dreams.
1: I'm mean, saying it seems to be in a no man's land that everybody's missing. I mean, I, I'm sure the technology. It's amazing that you could actually virtually overlay something in the real world. But I'm just wondering, outside of a few, ver- if it's going to run to the Google Glass problem, whereas it's only useful in verticals.
2: Yeah, you got to find the number of apps. If you got to build that, let me try to phrase. You got to build the number of apps. That make the thing useful. Just the hardware itself and two demo you know games or whatever isn't really going to sell it. So they really need to build, build up an environment of VR and what apps game, games.
1: What game are you going to play on it? Other than like racing Sega. games, yeah. mech
2: warrior games. I don't know.
1: But those games. No, but see the problem with those games is those need to be in VR you you can't be a mech warrior walking through your house, right? That's not interesting.
2: Or you could maybe uh, play Ingress with it. So
1: augmented
0: reality. So.
1: Ping yeah. pong, maybe. I mean, is it could be like the Wii, the Wii, where you're just playing ping pong and bowling.
0: I think Shane just needs a more interesting house, personally.
1: I have a very <laughs> interesting house, actually. Right? I would be like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like a five thousand square foot ranch. It's like not at all symmetrical. Um, he's got a moat. He's got his own dungeon. It's great. concrete floors, uh, weird, weird plastic. Something that looks like beach sand in one room tile, uh, a gym like with a, with a, you know, lots of interesting surfaces, lots of dogs running around. My God and, uh, this thing so goes the wrong direction really quickly <laughs> yeah. but I just think you live in your house every day and how interesting can this thing be if you can't take it out of the room yeah. I, you know I, I don't people, know maybe
0: it's just not for you, Shane Brady. Maybe it's just it, not it for you. It could be.
1: It could be. I just wanted to run to the Google Glass problems there because they run into it's only useful in verticals and it's not a consumer product. Because outside of a few specialized games that you could make with it, you know, again, either totally in the world or it's got to be unintrusive. So I think it's I think it could be in, a, in a no man's land. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I could be wrong. I can't imagine though that you're going to see like walking through a filing cabinet system in virtual reality in the modern world. Like that's no one would do that anymore.
0: Speaking of niche products, let's talk about the black phone. So at mobile world Congress, uh black phone announced that they are going to be releasing this year, the black phone two and the black phone plus tablet. Um, what what do you guys think about the security-focused phone, and do you, do you think that the Black Phone 2 is going to do any better than the Black Phone 1?
2: I think it has to do better, but I think it is important that they keep iterating. You know, that's something that Sony's tried to do in an accelerated fashion to kind of, play catch up in the smartphone industry, and they're just basically selling yet another Android, you know, smartphone. But, you know, for Black Phone, isn't the company's name Black Phone, or is it something else? I can't remember. SG maybe. Uh,
0: so I believe that. So it's all from Silent Circle. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know how they have their. You know their company split out. But uh, you know they they go the product line at least goes by Black Phone.
2: Yeah, but it's good to see them iterating. You know the phone they announced last year and were showing off last year was essentially equivalent to a Nexus 4, and the new one I believe is a little more more upscale, a little bit larger, a little bit quite a bit faster. But, you know, the software is really they're going to differentiate themselves, and they have to keep evolving, particularly when it comes to just a general kind of, kind of applications, App Store, et cetera, or OS, you want to be fairly up-to-date all the time. But when you're in the security-focused industry, being up-to-date is more important than, than anything else. And for them to keep updating their, their apps as well as the hardware itself, that's something they need to do. So, so I
1: think it's happens- a good thing. I'm just Here's curious. a picture
0: just for folks, just uh, if you're watching the video, just so you can see. So the, we have the old phone, and then on the right is the new phone. Um, yeah, go ahead, Shane.
1: How, how does this get around man-in-the-middle attacks? You know, if you if you're at a company and you're on their network, or you're on the cellular cell phone company's network, how 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 do you get around the fact that it could all be man-in-the-middle?
2: Yeah, that I don't know specifically how they deal with that. They have a bunch of apps that they deal with. Maybe they have the ability to, by default, not allow you know open wireless connections. But something beyond that, I don't know.
1: So I believe. I mean, so this is probably you know if you don't want like Google knowing what you want or those companies. But I, you know if you're if you're like Edward Snowden, I don't think this is secure enough. I, I could be wrong. I'd look into it, but. Um, I just, the more and more I learn about man-in-the-middle attacks and what you can do with, with SSL certificates, if you are in between oh, yeah, yeah. the user and the network, I mean, it's very hard to know if you're secure. Yeah.
2: Well, um, I will say that you know, probably the majority of things is probably safer with this, but there's obviously going to be exceptions. You know, given that there's no perfectly secure device out there if it's on the network. Yeah, if it's not the
1: network. Not. That, that's I say. So, I just actually makes me worry more about cell phone yeah. connections. Yeah. I'm not a security expert. I don't know. But the more I learn about how, I, you guys probably didn't talk about it specifically, but Superfish, the example of yeah. man in the middle of the tackle. How do you, prefer, like, maybe Chrome is good with that? You know, I, I don't know how that works. So my, my concern is anything that's on the network is inherently not secure. And if your company wants to peek inside your traffic, that it probably can. But, yeah. and. No, I, I,
0: I guess that's all I have. Yeah, so the these come with I can I can tell you and I'll talk a little bit because I've used the original Black Phone. Um, just like personally, just messing around, um, looking at it for uh, a friend of mine. Um, and they it when you buy one of these, you're getting um you're getting subscriptions to the Silent Circle suite. So that's the uh silent phone. Uh, so encrypted phone, encrypted uh, text messaging and um, one other thing which is escaping me right now. Um, Isn't it like a
2: voice or hangout type of like video conferencing thing? Don't they have software for that too? I thought I read somewhere that they had that as well.
0: It doesn't sound familiar. I don't think I saw that. Um, but it also comes with uh, with service to disconnect.me, which is a it's a VPN provider. Um, so you have the option, like right when it turns on, it's automatically connecting to a VPN service. Um, all that being said, though, I I was really disappointed with the original Black Phone. Like the hardware was the hardware was terrible. Um, the operating system was. I mean, they're they're doing a lot of tweaks under the hood, and it made it like really unstable. Um, and outside of that, I mean, you're you're paying a huge premium, six hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, that's for the new one, but probably around that same amount, uh, six ninety nine, um, for a phone that you can't really put any apps on when you could go out and buy a subscription to Silent Circle and install it on your current phone, where you can do other useful things. It just seems like a non-starter to me.
1: I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know you could get there, the the Silent Circle service. we all look into that.
0: Yeah, you can. So you can you can get Silent Circle service. I think that mm-hmm. if you, I mean, if you're using everything. Um, if you're using the entire Silent Circle suite, um, the the fact that you get I want to say three years free with the phone um, sort of offsets the cost of the phone. Um, in that aspect, you're you know maybe you're only paying a hundred dollars for um, you know for a device, uh, so it's not that bad. But at the same time, yeah. it's still a device that is like I, I was seeing things like. You know, you'd be listening to, let's say you're listening to some, some music, uh, even through the stock app that they give you, and all of a sudden it would just, like the screen would go blank, the music would stop, and it, it was dead, like you would have to hold down the power button for like 15 seconds and have it reboot. And since it's all encrypted, and it's like, okay, so it boots up, I put in my encryption password, it boots up again, I have to unlock the screen. Like it's, it's like a, Three or four minute ordeal to get yourself out of this like hard crash that would happen, you know, probably once every hour.
1: Oh jeez. Now I don't we'll circle back this the S6, but the S6 has a you know a, a fingerprint authenticator Wouldn't that be more secure with full device encryption than this?
2: Yeah. Well, it be another secure method if you use it. Yeah. Like an additional layer of security if you use that, yeah.
0: Well, I, I don't see, like, I you'd help me understand that. Like, those seem like you know, two different points. So well, fingerprint that's authentication of, versus full disk encryption.
2: That's more of, like, authentication. Like, it's harder for someone to spoof your fingerprint, essentially, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm saying all the work you go into because your device, device is fully encrypted, you have to enter your encryption password. Uh, the only thing from a legal point of view, I think they can make you use your thumb. When they can't compel you to give me you your password. Hmm. Or, or, or anything like that. But I have
2: heard of that. I have heard of that, but I don't know the context. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So, Shane, you wanted to talk wearables. Uh, which, which story, what are you thinking? The Huawei Nexus, or not, sorry, the oh. Huawei Watch, or maybe Android Wear support coming to Ingress? What do you think?
1: Well, does anybody here have an Android Wear device? No, but I'm highly
2: tempted to get one. I'm envious of everyone that has one.
1: <laughs> Model 360.
2: Nice steel. What do you have, Eric? What do you have, Eric? Uh,
0: I have the the LG G watch, and uh, I also have the oh. I'll, I have the Pebble Steel, which is not Android Wear, but supposedly it's going to be compatible.
1: Hmm. So okay, so I think that come Monday, one of the ugliest wearables out there, is going to be released in the Apple Watch. And that it will probably sell really huge because Apple people will buy Apple things without questions asked. But I have to say using the Moto 360 which is a more expensive device um, I think this is where we see Android Wear. I think this is where we see Apple lose the plot in Android Wear. Actually, stick to what works on the wrist. And the where I. So, Monday is going to be the point. We're going to look back at this in five years and say, that's when Apple lost the plot, this, this Apple Watch. Because um, I don't think the benefits of Android wear, I think, should be for everybody. I think if you can't, if you, you shouldn't have to st- start at $500 to get. The, the Android Wear ex- experience. Now the LG Watch is one of the cheaper ones. I didn't. I sent it back because it wasn't good in the sun. You know, uh, I put in for the new Pebble Time, that type of wearable. That la- you know, 100, it's hundred seventy nine dollars lasts for seven days. Um, but I think uh, I think you should almost. Cons- I think wearables. I think for, should be considered. Uh, like an extra battery for your phone like uh, or a cape, like an extra accessory that makes the whole experience better. And I think Android Wear does a really good job with that. Like, it's on, you know, they go upscale, they go downscale. Everybody can get one. It works really well. It doesn't have this crazy 70,000 icons on your tiny little screen. Um, and they're very, they're very, they're very, there's an actual opinion that they give you as to what a wearable should be, and it's mainly notifications and interacting with things that run on your phone in interesting ways. Whereas the Apple, they're, they're like, you can draw little pictures, which are all going to be dog pictures. Um, you know, you the, uh, you could feel somebody's heartbeat. You could send your heart... Like, they don't really know what to do with this, and that's why they have a crazy UI... Android wear is very simple. Everybody gets a pretty similar experience. And I frankly think most of the higher end ones, I think the Moto X looks better than the Apple Watch. I'm sorry. It's not as high end. You know, I won't be able, I can't go up to the buddy and say, hey, look, I'm rich, you're not. Ha 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 ha. You know. It don't have that doesn't have that power.
2: You, you guys I, buy the LG Watch Urbane. They have, you know, a couple models of that. One of them is Android Wear. That actually looks pretty drop dead sexy. So <laughs>
1: Right, and the Huawei watch, the Huawei watch, those yeah. two make the Apple watch look like
2: yeah. Apple watch looks old. Yeah, the and Huawei watch
1: actually.
2: Yeah, I was I gonna think- say the Huawei watch actually looks like it's smaller, like you could almost like like it would fit on a woman's wrist and not look too much out of place if you get the right band. Anyways, just throwing that out
1: there. Yeah, uh, so I I am I'm big on Android wear. Yeah, that thing looks it looks great. It looks great. Uh, I'm big on Android Wear, and I I liked it. I had the G-Watch. I couldn't see it in sunlight, so I had to get rid of it. Um, I think think Google actually nailed the interface first, and Apple is flailing. It's like the roles have really switched. Well, Uh, it
2: seems like Google's been experimenting with this for a while, and it seems like Android's like, okay, we'll go ahead and do it. So that's what it seems like to me, at least. Could be wrong.
1: No, well, no. First of all, they took everything. They took everything they've learned from Google Now. They took everything they learned from Google Glass, and they created a platform that I just. I don't want to live in a world. I don't like a world where watches are old. Like, let's address it. The Apple Watch is for rich people and for people who are focused about on image, which is to me. A very big departure from what Apple has typically offered in their products. The iPhone was clearly the best phone when it came out, thanks because of subsidy pricing, it's accessible to almost everybody. The iPad, while not as big a hit as the iPhone, was priced in the range of a computer, and for a lot of people, it can replace a computer. Everybody can use it. They've gone, you know, they've got cheaper models. The Apple Watch, it's an accessory that costs at, a, at least as much. As the phone or the iPad, and it's all for looks. It's shallow, and so uh, you know they're focusing on you know making it gold. They're focusing on the bands, and it, Google is focused on we want to make the experience better for everybody. And, w- and what Apple is doing is we want to make we want you to be able to show off that you have an Apple Watch. I think the philosophies are strikingly different here. Android Wear is honestly what you would expect Apple to do. It really is. I mean, it's that it's that good. Eric, what what do you think after using it as much as you've using it?
0: It's uh you know it's okay. Um I I think that honestly Pebble uh I think Pebble does the better job at making the watch you want. Um but I but Android Wear like if you're if you're using it to have a watch that does a couple of good things like Control your music. Uh, go with, go with Pebble. Um, if you're wanting something like you said, more of the Google Glass experience of, you know, I want to be able to uh, see what's what's going on on my phone. Um, I want to get notifications about important things. Then that's where Android Wear shines. Uh, and as you can see, like this is the Huawei Watch. Like it has the, um, it has the uh, heart rate sensor uh, built into the bottom too. So, I, even with sensors, I mean, Android Wear is just a smarter platform, like smarters and can do more. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Apple, I, we talked a little bit about this last week, I think, or maybe the week before. I think you're spot on. Uh, The Apple Watch is just trying, it's too complicated. It's not doing, it's not doing a few things well. It seems like it's just, it's just, you know, sort of the shotgun approach, um, which typically we've seen, we would see that with uh, with Android. Yeah,
1: that, that's what surprised me. Maybe that's why Android maybe they learned a the lesson too, because Android TV is also very focused on what it should look like. So, I, but but I you know, I think wearables should be an accessory that go. I think you should go buy a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollar phone and buy a hundred dollar to one hundred fifty dollar watch. And I mean, I think that's what I think it's what I think that's better. Than the Apple Edition, which has no purpose. The Watch Edition has no purpose other than to tell everybody how much money you have. It's the only purpose it has. And Apple, despite Apple being high priced, they've never been ridiculously priced like this. Like they, this is no, this is not a. There's no added value. You can't make the case that the Apple Watch is worth $10,000 because of the software. You can only do that because it's fashion. And frankly, I don't think they're that good looking. The bands are great looking. The watch itself looks like it looks like a little mini phone strapped to your wrist. I'm yeah, Sorry, they're,
2: they're going to have a decent amount of versions out there for different prices, but I, I do weigh at you that most of them are going to be more expensive than a comparable Android model. Yeah.
1: And the idea of a sport watch—I mean, you're going to spend like $400 on something you're going to sweat on and you know, run and drop. I mean. You want something? I think these fitness bands that you want them to be cheap and re- easily replaceable. I don't think yeah. you want them to drop three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, the if they break track. or
2: something, yeah, that you want to be able to. Replace. I, I,
1: I could be totally wrong on that, but I look at these fitness trackers and I'm like they make so much more sense to me. I I, mean, I, I have I, you could do things with this watch, but like I don't, I don't, I take it off when I do a workout. I don't know about you guys. Uh, you can't, you can't work out with a watch on. I can't anyway.
0: In a few weeks, you'll have to come back and uh, you know, no, either I... eat your words or...
1: No, they're going to sell a bunch of them, all right, because after sure. people buy anything. Oh, here, here's the thing. Transformers 2 made like $500 million. All right? Great box office performance. Pile of crap is a movie. Terrible
2: movie.
1: True. And it That's... made not much money. Sales performance does not equal quality. And, uh, I, you know, just, just, just to wrap it up, um, you know, this is why I think this is when we see Apple lose the plot because everybody will focus on the sales and forget that this was all done for shallow, shallow reasons, and that was to be a fashion icon. And uh, that's, I don't think that's good for a company when you start worrying about fashion. Plus, I think Johnny Ive is extremely overrated.
2: Fashion over form and function, maybe.
1: (laughs) And he's kind of a dick.
0: Well, on that note, I've I've pre-ordered mine. I don't know about you guys. The gold version is on its way. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Nick, what are you doing this week? What do you got going on?
2: Well, I've got a new uh, microphone that uh, that I just picked up called the uh, Yeti Pro Blackout Edition. I'm going to be unboxing that tomorrow, actually, and I should have a video up either tomorrow night or the next night. I've got a camcorder review that I've been working on that I should hope have it out hopefully this weekend or maybe sometime in the middle of next week, and I'm still making other videos for my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash user slash Ultron2K. I've just reached 200 users on there, and I'm still trying to make my way to 500 users so I can change the name from Ultron2K to something less Marvel, Super and villain, Super Villain-like. So...
0: Yeah, check out Nick's YouTube page, subscribe. He uh, he does good videos. And I, I'm going to be checking out that uh, that mic unboxing because, that you know, I'm very happy with my mic. Um, yeah. But as far as travel goes, like, that, that looks uh, like a decent one. Yeah. How about you, Shane? What's going on?
1: Well, uh, if you live in New York City, you should check out the app I work on, available for Android and iOS, groupupapp.com. It's, um, put that in the show notes. Uh, it's an app that helps you uh, find other people in the city. And uh, work on it for a long time, and we're on day out to come on and talk to you about the differences between developing on an iOS and developing on an Android, and, and the frustrations. <laughs> um, but we are coming. We're we are slowly uh, and surely getting our voice together for the app, and uh, it's really the Android version is extremely slick. I have to say. Uh, and Android and Android Wear compatible out of the box because um, it's that easy. Uh, I'm also uh, trying to put together this weight loss podcast I'm working on. Um, weight loss, it's, um, I have to relaunch it, so keep an eye out. If you go if you go to shamebrady.com that's where I uh, I'll list this stuff. So uh, learn uh, you can learn you can find out how to contact me there and learn how learn more about DDP Yoga if you want. Thing I, I so uh, have, will
0: group up, uh, fill the void that Tinder has left now that they're charging for important things.
1: You that's know, the main question. We're not trying to be Tinder. Uh, you hear, uh, uh, i mean, we can talk, Okay, we're not trying to be Tinder. Okay. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Groupupapp.com group is our is our domain. It's available for Android and iOS. Uh, frequently updated for Android. And it's one of the best looking apps I've seen for Android. So I don't I don't develop the app, I develop the back end though. So I don't like the wrong impression.
0: Cool. Yeah, check it out. Groupupapp.com, the Play Store. Uh, as for me, uh just see what I'm doing on uh on Twitter. Um I occasionally you know I'll write a, an article here or there. Uh, and if I do, I will post it in that location. Okay, that's it. We are done. Thank you very much for listening this week on Attack of the Androids. If you want to see what we're doing throughout the week, you can check us out on our Google Plus page. We have a Facebook page as well. Like us there. Or uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at Podcast. If you want to subscribe to the show, which we'd really appreciate, you can do so on YouTube or in iTunes. There you can also leave us a five-star review. Uh, better yet, tell a friend... That would be really cool, too. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, we are at show at attackoftheandroids.com or leave us a message, uh, 406-204-4687. We're also live every thursday night it is now thursday nights 9 p.m eastern time you can check us out at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live or if you do the irc thing you can go over to irc.freenode.net we are pound aota i'm eric finkenbeiner thank you very much for listening this week and we'll see you later bye